listening to Something Real with Pastor Rich Zeiger, connecting the reality of God to the realities of life. Thanks, Stacy. Today we'll be continuing our journey through Luke chapter 8, where we once again see Jesus demonstrating His power as the Lord of life. Luke chapter 8 is setting the stage for a major transition in the earthly ministry of Jesus Christ. In chapter 9, we will see his ministry explode as he sends the 12 out to multiply his work. But today, our focus is on Luke 8, 40-56. Jesus has just returned from the south end of the Sea of Galilee, called in Luke the region of the Gerasenes, where he had removed and banished demons who had been tormenting a man for a long time, restoring the man to his right mind. The locals were frightened by the events and asked Jesus to leave the area, which he did, instructing the formerly demon-possessed man to go home and tell everything that God had done for him. When the Lord arrives back at the north end in what might be referred to as his base of operations in Capernaum, he is greeted by a throng of people. The scene is rather reminiscent of a pop star being rushed by adoring fans, perhaps like the Beatles or Elvis Presley. Had there been paparazzi at the time, you can bet they'd have been there. Word of Jesus had been spreading throughout the area ever since Jesus preached in the Capernaum synagogue, where his authority was evident in his teaching and demonstrated as he drove out an unclean spirit from a man in attendance. He had healed many in the area, even healing a man with a shriveled hand on the Sabbath day, which enraged the Jewish leaders. Now, upon his return, something very intriguing happens. One of the Jewish leaders comes to Jesus, falls on his face before him, and begs him to come heal his 12-year-old daughter who is dying. We aren't told whether this leader, whose name was Jairus, had previously been one who opposed Jesus, but it would be a fairly logical assumption. Nonetheless, here he is in the middle of an overwhelming crowd of people publicly bowing before Jesus, pleading with him to come and heal his little girl. Dire situations drive us to things we may have previously considered unthinkable, and very often it takes the worst of tragedies to get our attention. Perhaps that's what happened here, but in any case, Jesus goes with him. While they're still on the way, with the crowd still pressing in, Jesus senses something. Luke records it this way, starting with verse 43. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her daughter, Your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Many people were touching Jesus in this crowd, but only one was touching him in faith and with a purpose. The power of the Son of God, sought in humility and received by faith alone, healed this woman when doctors could not. It is significant to note that this was not merely a physical issue, but a cultural and spiritual one. According to the law, anyone who had any sort of discharge or bleeding was considered ceremonially unclean and was therefore unable to worship at the temple. An unclean person could not approach God. For twelve whole years, this woman had lived with this issue, unable to worship her God with her people, ostracized because of uncleanness. 
Now, in this moment, by trusting that Jesus was who he claimed to be, she received a perfect and instantaneous healing, both physically and spiritually. Even as the Lord was still speaking to her, someone from the house of Jairus brought the tragic news that his daughter had already died, so there was no reason for Jesus to come. In verse 50, Jesus tells Jairus, Don't be afraid, just believe, and she will be healed. He went to the house, taking only her parents, along with Peter, John, and James. Jesus consoled those around by saying that she was not dead but merely asleep, at which point they mocked what they considered foolishness since they knew the girl was dead. The nature of their laughter changed rather quickly when Jesus took the girl's hand and told her to get up. Luke says in verse 55, Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. The classic hymn, Crown Him with Many Crowns, contains a verse worth reading as we consider this story. Crown him the Lord of life, who triumphed o'er the grave, and rose victorious in the strife for those he came to save. His glories, now we sing, who died and rose on high, who died eternal life to bring, and lives that death may die. John 1.4 says of Christ, In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Colossians 1, 16 and 17, referring to the deity and centrality of Christ in all things, says, In him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Jesus is the very source of life. Whether we are facing physical, emotional, or spiritual pain, The key to our deliverance is to come to him with desperate humility and receive him by faith. Jesus, the Lord of life, will handle the rest. Thank you for listening, and I hope this has given you something to think about.